Welcome to Conversations with Anna Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Sarah Hall. She's a registered dietitian who had a non-traditional path to dietetics. She started working in long-term care, had success as a clinical dietitian for about 12 years, and is now living her dream as an entrepreneur who is helping other registered dietitians find their own success as an entrepreneur themselves. Please enjoy my conversation with Sarah. excited to chat with you today, get to know you a little bit more. I know I've kind of fangirled from afar just over social media and just all the great things that you're doing for the dietetic profession. So um, we'll get to that, where you're, where you're currently at, but why don't we go back to when you were a younger Sarah and when did you kind of find dietetics or figured out that you wanted to be a dietitian and work in nutrition? Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I make jokes on my social media all the time. Like, I've been a dietitian 15 years, and it just feels like it was almost a blink. And I don't even feel old enough to be a dietitian <laughs> for 15 years. And I think it's surprising to my followers sometimes to also find out that I have a 14-year-old son. Um, they're like, wow, you have a 14-year-old? Yes. Um, <laughs> I will say I kind of fell into dietetics. I didn't really... I didn't really know what a dietitian was. I was an athlete growing up. I was really into sports. I was always on a diet. I remember one of the first diets I ever tried was like the grapefruit diet. So it was like, you know, I was very athletic, but always had this build where I body type that I felt like I needed to be on a diet. And so my dieting history goes way back, but I kind of got into college and more of the kind of personal trainer, athletic trainer, uh, realm it was more of a wellness science program and you know worked in corporate wellness uh did an internship there and worked in corporate wellness doing like biometric testing with that degree and uh the owner was married to a dietitian and so i'd already had my bachelor's degree i was out in the workforce in corporate wellness traveling and doing biometric testing and um like I said, never heard of a dietitian until I met her. Her name was Gina. And, you know, we still keep in contact to this day. But I thought she was so cool. And what she did, she would come in and she would, like, go over the reports with everybody and just get deep dive, you know, training. Like, I got deep dive training with her. And I was like, okay, she sounds cool. I'm going to go back to school, get my master's degree, and be a dietitian. And uh, that's what I did. So um, I was kind of a non-traditional graduate student at the time and um, went to get my master's degree here in Arkansas and got into the internship and became a dietitian in 2006. That's amazing. Did you like doing the biometric screening part of it like the most, do you feel like? You know, I... I liked it at the time. I was about 24 years old. It was cool. We didn't have any kids at the time. Um, my husband and I have now been together 21 years, but you know, back then we were just college sweethearts and we were, you know, just living the dream, no kids. And I would, it was actually my first experience actually getting on a plane. I'd never been on a plane. Uh-huh. I had to get on a plane and travel and I had to act like I'd been on a plane because I was too embarrassed <laughs> to say I've never traveled. Um, and I look back, it was a stepping stone. It really was. It wasn't something that I would probably do the rest of my life. But at, at the age of 24, traveling, doing testing in different cities, it was kind of cool. kind of cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Something different. And another place that a lot of people don't realize, you know, that dietitians exist or that people in the healthcare industry can exist too. Oh, yeah. It, it, it would be an awesome experience. As a young dietitian, well, I wasn't quite a dietitian when I first started working there, but I had my bachelor's degree in wellness science. And then by the end of it, you know, I, I basically took a laptop with me. I kept that job throughout graduate school and I took a laptop with me and I would do some of the, I didn't travel as much then, but I would work with the research um, development guy there and put together reports for these big companies uh, like Union Pacific Railroad was one of our clients Mm. and yeah so I did that in between like I would hop out of class and go to the library and pop my laptop open and do work in corporate wellness while I was in graduate school that's pretty cool see like you could like double dip and get a little (laughs) get a little money on the side too that's nice yeah yeah it was really cool experience and it gave me a lot of insight on what I 
really wanted to do. And, but even at that time, I, I look back at kind of my experience as a dietitian, kind of look back backwards at it. Now, when I was in the moment, I was just thinking, Oh, this is what I'm going to do. And when I got my next job, my, my first job out of dietetic internship was, um, in long-term care. And, you know, looking back now, it was all just stepping stones to where I am now. So, so yeah, maybe kind of take me through kind of your job progression. You know, you said you started in long-term care and then kind of take me through that and how you transitioned to where you are today. Yeah. So the, the interesting story is I actually didn't even finish my internship like most dietetic interns do. I kind of feel like my internship director was on the way out and she was retiring and she uh, called me one day. My husband had got a coaching position in the same city we live in now. He, he was in school at the time to be a you know football, basketball track coach. And so he had finished about the time I was going into my last six months of the internship same time we also found out that uh we were going to have our first son surprise surprise and so all of this during that time and look back i think wow the adversity you know like we had to move two and a half hours away from where i was doing my internship rotations and everything just kind of shifted um but she called me up one day and she said hey i've got a job opportunity you can actually just finish your hours uh at this job and just it was $45,000 a year salary 15 years ago. That wasn't too shabby mm-hmm. and maybe on the way and all this, I said, I'll take it. And, um, you know, I ended up having to go volunteer at a lot of different like renal locations, pediatric locations. Cause I just didn't even feel equipped in my first job, uh, as a dietitian, there was so much more I wanted to learn, but yeah, I got thrown into management. Very first job I was managing, um, a CDM, which is Certified Dietary Manager, for those of you that may not know exactly what that is. And uh, then I was managing a kitchen and a 100-bed facility, as well as doing the clinical portion full-time. It was a pretty innovative position at the time because most dietitians in long-term care are consultants, and this was a full-time position. So, you know, I did that for two years, and I think the biggest thing there is I enjoyed it. It was great experience, but with a newborn and getting called in at 6 a.m. on a weekend because a cook didn't show up, that was no fun. Oh, you know, that's yeah. the worst. That's the one thing I think that's so hard about those jobs is that you do have to fill in in those situations. I did. And again, every experience is a good one. And I think there are reasons we have multiple types of employment opportunities as dietitians and there is, there's a reason that all of us have different personalities likes and interests and there's a place in my opinion for all dietitians in our world um but i quickly realized that long-term care and food service just wasn't uh what i wanted to do and i kind of looked into a position a, a lady called me and here's how the oh my gosh just thinking about this this is how <laughs> life works The lady that called me, she is a dietitian at the VA here in Arkansas. And guess who she knew? She knew the first dietitian that I ever met, Gina, back in corporate wellness. And Gina told her, you need to call Sarah. I think she would be great at the VA. And that's how I got my eventual last job as a clinical dietitian. I was there almost 12 years. Isn't it crazy how the world works and who we meet? We (laughs) We just meet people for a reason. And she recommended me and she was the very first dietitian I ever met and I went on and worked at the VA almost 12 years. Isn't that funny? I always say that about our profession too. I feel like the connections, even before you realize they're a connection, somehow come back farther down in your life somewhere. Yeah. And there's no bad connection because I think when we're like, I look back at the age of 24 and I'm like, I mean, almost, almost 40 now. And I look back and I think, wow, there, there was a reason Gina catapulted, that next phase of my life, even though her and I didn't know it at the time, um, mm. she had a very big role in, in multiple phases of me being a dietitian. Well, and she obviously valued you as a professional and as a person and thought very highly of you to recommend you for future positions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's why I say there's no bad connections in our space and in our world. We need to be nice to people and be professional, <laughs> be loving, and you just never know where that connection can lead you in the future. So you did long-term care. And then did you go into that VA job when you were done with that first position? 
Yeah, so I actually uh, figured out, you know, I, I think I want to take my next position as a dietitian. I felt pretty equipped after two years of being there. They were sad to see me go, but the VA was that next stepping stone for me. And it's so hard to get into the VA. I mean, yeah. it was a six-month process. And in the interim, I had also interviewed for a WIC position with a new baby and stuff. I was kind of thinking that would be cool, but the pay was just so low and I said, you know, God's kind of telling me to hang out here. I'm, that's just not the next move for me. I'm not the type of person that jumps from job to job. I'm just stable. I, everything's stable in my life. And I knew that that next position, I needed to make a good decision. So I actually turned down the WIC job and waited on the VA job for six months after my interview. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I interviewed and six months later I was hired. And so uh, that's how it rolls though um, at the VA, but it was a wonderful job. Um, I loved the VA. It was really, really hard for me to even leave once I was super successful as an entrepreneur. I, I did both for so many years and I was just like, well, it's time to go. But I did spend um, almost 12 years at the VA. And did you specialize in anything? I know like the VA has quite a few different avenues for dietitians. So was there something that you specialized in there yourself? Yeah. So there was a lot of expansion over my almost 12 years there. When I started, there were three dietitians and we all kind of separated the work. It was very interesting. We would take the inpatient roster and we'd split up the alphabet three ways. And that's who you went and saw for the day as an inpatient. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's an interesting way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always somehow got the short end of the stick because it was like the middle of the alphabet had the most patients. And so oh, man. <laughs> eventually we figured out that wasn't good, but yeah, eventually we kind of switched into, okay, there's one outpatient, one inpatient. You know, and uh, one we had a weight loss program called Move there, and so we split that up, and then eventually we ended up with seven dietitians there, and I landed as the full time outpatient diabetes education dietitian, which I loved because my mother had gotten diagnosed with diabetes when I was young, and that was another thing that got me interested in nutrition, and that's kind of where I spent probably the last ten years. So floated around the first couple, we all covered everything. Last 10, I really spent perfecting the diabetes program there. Wow. And that sounds like that's a, a pretty strong passion for you, for sure. You probably still have that same passion. Yeah. In fact, when I, along the way, I decided I, I needed to make a little bit more money and I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do in the online space. Not a lot of dietitians were doing private practice back then, but um, I almost said, well, I want to run a diabetes program online. Uh, but you know, kind of shifted away from that just cause I wanted something different than what I did all day. I thought, well, if I do this all day, am I going to love doing this on the side too? So I, I ended up mixing that idea, but yeah, I loved it. And I, I learned a lot about diabetes there at the VA, just, you know, working with patients every day. Sure. And yeah, that's a really good point about you know, if you do love something that much that if you're trying to transitioning into a side hustle, like, do you want to do the same thing that you're doing in all day long at your job and then doing it when you're not working at your, you know, full-time position? Yeah, I kind of decided I want to do something totally different. But what's crazy is, I guess around, see, we're in 2021, I almost forget the years. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> around 2015, it just kind of hit me, like, I never really meant to be an entrepreneur, but in 2015, after being at the VA several years, I I just kept looking at our student loans rolling in, our, our bills, and like looking at the little 2 or 3% raise I got every year, and I started thinking, dang, I need to make some more money. And, <laughs> you know, uh, at the time, I was getting really interested in makeup, so my first online business wasn't even in dietetics. It was a freelance makeup artist. I thought I was just going to be done with the whole profession. And I loved being a dietitian, but I thought to be online and be successful, I thought I needed to do something different because like I said, back then there, what, there wasn't a ton of private practice dietitians and the ones that were doing private practice, they were in person, not online, not virtual, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I literally taught myself how to be a makeup artist. And that was my first quote unquote online business is traveling and doing YouTube videos and makeup events and stuff like that. Oh my God. Well, that sounds fun. Well, I have seen on your Facebook, you sometimes will do some makeup tutorials and you still kind of do a little bit of that as well. But 
So you really, you really were kind of thinking that your side business wasn't going to be in dietetics, but it was going to be more of something else that you found interest in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, as on, as far as online business goes, it's like, there's no cookie cutter way to build an online business. You can, you can monetize any sort of skill you have online. And um, the thing about being a makeup artist online is, you know, it's, it's hard because you still got to go out in person and see the clients and all this and that. And it's just, uh, it didn't work out too long. It was a very expensive little side hustle. Keeping up makeup kits <laughs> too. But, yeah. Uh, it, it led me into what was next. So, yeah. So maybe share, I, I would say makeup would be, I mean, makeup's fun, but it is expensive. You're right. And especially if you're still having to travel and you weren't able to do it hundred percent online, that would be kind of a challenge. But so where did you find that you had this dietitian entrepreneur in you? So I think after doing YouTube, and, and it's very interesting, you can still go find those videos on my YouTube, my blogging, makeup, blog videos. Um, I didn't take them down because that's part of me, you know. Sure. Uh, but the young Sarah online is so different than the Sarah now. And so that's a keynote for people listening is that where you start is not where you're going to end. And success comes in seasons. And your first business may not be your last. Um, and so it's the evolution as entrepreneurs that's super cool because you never know. It's kind of like stepping stones as dietitians. We never know where that next one's going to lead us. But I was probably doing the makeup thing for maybe, I don't know, seven to nine months. And I started to see I was kind of having more business expenses and I wanted to be home with my kids. That was the goal. But yet makeup was taking me away from my kids. And, you know, I was like, this isn't smart. And the business brain started to kick in. And, you know, I was already doing live video on Facebook at that time. I was, you know, getting on and talking about nutrition and people were asking me every day. And I hired a business coach in 2015. She was a Facebook branding coach and we're still friends to this day. In fact, I was her first client that gave her a chance and she was just an amazing coach. And she led me to see, she said, Sarah, you're a dietitian. You do know that people will pay you online to teach them about nutrition. And I was like, oh no, you're crazy. They wouldn't do that. Like I need to stick with this makeup thing. <laughs> And um, I kind of set on that idea for a year. So somewhere around 2017-ish is when I started to actually just take clients very casually. Um, and it led into a six-figure practice while I was still working at the VA. Oh, my gosh. So you just, you basically, so you did not actually start out as like a dietitian coach for other dietitians. You started out. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how, yeah. so how did you, did you, so with your coach that you hired, um, to help you, so did they help you get all of your, did you know anything about billing and all that? How did that all work for you? No, she was strictly a, uh, Facebook, like live build community culture online, okay. social media type. So she helped me get my brand started and, uh, she was just very integral in me building my brand on Facebook. I, built my six figure nutrition practice solely on Facebook before I went to Instagram to do anything. And I think a lot of dietitians think they only need to be on Instagram. And I'm like, you guys are missing the boat over on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> really? because there's, yeah. Oh yeah. Facebook is wonderful even still to this day, but no, I, I met other people along the way and just different types of people that taught me about billing and all of that. And honestly, just, Billing in the online space is much different, like billing for insurance and things like that. So it wasn't hard to catch on to those skills. And then, you know, just putting pieces to the puzzle together, different mentors over the years. And, you know, I really figured out what worked for me and packaged it all up into what would work for other dietitians. And October 2019, I believe, was when I had my first dietitian that I met. She said, I don't care what, if you're not mentoring or whatever, I will pay you to teach me how to build a business. And wow. I wasn't even thinking about being a mentor at the time. I knew that I had the leadership abilities in me. I knew that there was probably something that I would do next level to inspire women. I knew that God had told me that I was going to do that. But I feel like she was, again, placed in my path to say, Sarah, like, <laughs> you need to be mentoring other people about business. And she hired me and it was just, it's been on since then with dietitians. 
So when did you transition from full-time job to your online job? Uh, How did that transition go for you? When did you decide, okay, this is it. I'm going to quit my full-time gig. I'm going to do my full-time side hustle with a family. Because I think that's a big thing for people. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, the unknown of, you know, money, stability from that job versus just going all in when you've got little ones at home and you've got loans and you've got all those things. Yeah, it was really tough for me because most people that were making the amount of revenue that I was making at the time as a side hustle would have probably quit their job a long time ago. Like I kept saying, okay, when I hit 10K months, I'll quit my job. And I still didn't quit. And the actually the month that I walked out, it's been a little bit less than two years ago, um, I hit a $21,000 month in my online business. And... You know, so my husband and I look back and we we say it definitely wasn't about the amount of money for me to quit my job. Um, There was two factors, really, because both of us have master's degrees and student loans and we did have two kids at the time. Um, You know, we wanted to really have great savings. We wanted to be debt free. And there was a lot of sacrifices, honestly, I had to make over that last year. Because it got real hard. I have to be honest. It got really hard to have that level of a online business plus go to work every single day with two children and a family. But I knew if I just kept my head down, we hired a financial advisor and he helped us pay off. It was right at $200,000 in debt. Um, so we could say, all right, it's time. We're debt free. We don't have any bills. And we always say, even even now, If my business went back to zero, we have zero bills, we have no debt, we have savings, we have retirement, we have everything we would ever need to live a nice, happy life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the biggest deciding factor when quitting was, um, you know, paying off our debt. And so it's it's been a little less than two years and I stuck out that whole last year so we could become debt-free. That's amazing. I like the idea of suggesting like working with a financial advisor to kind of maybe help give you that sound peace of mind to know, to know kind of when that transition works best for you. Cause you're right. Like not one size fits all. And you had different goals than maybe someone else does. Um, because I think that's, don't you feel like maybe with the people that you coach too, like that's their biggest, like, when can I do, when can I go do this full time? Or when do you recommend? I'm sure you get that question all the time. Yeah, I mean, I help multiple dietitians quit their job. I just had two people quit their job, two girls quit their job this last month. And I feel like it's all different for everybody. And that's my biggest piece of advice is that decision is between you, your husband, if you're married or spouse or whatever, you know, your family or if you're single, that's that's your decision, your financial decision. Um, I can guide you in the process of transitioning, but I've had girls quit their job when they make 5K a month. I've had other girls... 15, 20K a month before they quit. I've got one girl in my program still working, making 30K a month. And it's like, (laughs) we all have to make our own decision. And I had a lot of, you know, advisors along the way. And um, it was still a really hard decision to quit because I'm just not a quitter. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm just not a quitter at anything. And that's sometimes to a fault. But um, it (laughs) it was the right time. And... When I look back, I wish I'd have done it sooner. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk about your shift from seeing clients. So like helping people with nutrition to now working with dietitians. When did you kind of start making that shift? And what do you do for your dietitian clients? Yeah. So for a while, I kind of maintained both. I wanted to see the the client load of the business side get up to where the client load was with the nutrition side. So there was... That's a key point for anybody looking to transition maybe from one niche to another or looking to transition from one business to another is I'm not the type of person that would say, oh, just stop it all, go back to zero and start all the way over. That doesn't sound too smart, right? (laughs) And so I kind of did both for a little while and I didn't even market myself as a business coach online. Uh, I was still marketing myself as a nutrition coach, but after I started with one dietitian and she built to six figures, then her friends started asking and then all it just became this big thing. Um, and that's when I slowly, about six months later, kind of just started to graduate my nutrition clients. And one thing about nutrition coaching for me, you know, and this is what I teach my clients, I had a high retention. I mean, my longest client was with me 16 months and 
she wow. just kept she just kept hanging on and kept hanging, you know, and it, I was, still, I was like full blown business coaching. And I finally had to say, Liz, that was her name. She's so cute. You know, I'm, I just feel like our work is done. It's time to spread your wings. And I, I'd already spread my wings, you know, but, um, so the transition with her was longer, but for the most part, it was about a six months transition where the mentorship just kind of, uh, blew up for me with dietitians. And I think that what's, cool about what I get to teach them is, you know, exactly what I did, managing a full-time job and a side hustle. Everyone's business usually starts as a side hustle. I mean, it's just, it's just true. And when you can work with somebody that actually did that, managed a side hustle, built it to six figures, mastered group coaching. Um, you know, when I was at the VA, I developed their virtual diabetes education program. So, oh, wow. yeah, I already had that, like, mind of what a virtual online nutrition group would look like and that's really what I specialize in is teaching dietitians how to scale from one-to-one to to group coaching but also keep balance in their life because I do work with a lot of moms or dietitians that don't want to work 80 hours a week obviously that's not the goal of being an entrepreneur you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I kind of specialize in, in launching and then scaling the business with group coaching And do you, when you think about, um, you know, I guess when it comes to helping the dietitian, so do you kind of take them from step one of like, maybe you have a dietitian that's like, I don't know what I want to do in my business. Can you help me figure that out? Or are you only kind of working with people that already have that figured out? No, I definitely have what I would say is three phases. Um, I have probably a good 60% of my clients come to me starting from ground zero. They don't know a single thing about building a business they're lost confused they've seen all these things online but they just don't know where to start they need abc um and then i'll have you know probably another 25 to 30 that come to me with an existing business maybe they're making two or three thousand but they see something feels out of balance uh they're making only one-to-ones they don't know how to leverage the power of community and group coaching um and so that's probably a good majority after people that are looking to get started. And then I do have my phase three for people that may already be making 10 K, but they want to go like 20, 30, 40 K a month with group coaching. So more of a scaling type of opportunity, but I would say a good 60% of my clients are literally starting at zero and want to know easy, simple ways to start taking clients. Okay. And are you finding that that's kind of the shift our profession is kind of going in. Like, how do you feel knowing that you came from a traditional like dietitian job to the opportunities that dietitians have now? Do you feel like, and I get, I bet you get this question a lot too. Like, is this space big enough for all of us is, you know, I, I feel like there's that whole dietitians don't feel like they really have anything to offer because there's so many other dietitians already doing this. So what do you kind of tell them when they approach you about that? Well, I'll say this with love, but I feel like a lot of that is scarcity and limiting mindset because babies are born every day and we have billions (laughs) of people in our world and everybody identifies, you know, when I look at like my clients that make the most money, they literally never have more than 25 or 30 people at any given time in, even in group coaching. I mean, I've got a few that maybe have 40 or 50 people in a group environment, but you're looking at 20 to 30 K a month. I mean... I think it comes down to the relevancy of we don't need a million people for everyone to have a little bit of success online, you know, Mm -hmm. and just the fact that there are so many people that identify with different personalities and likes and dislikes. Like, so I feel like part of that is like, yeah, there's a lot of people doing this, but I also feel like the dietitian world is a little small and everybody knows everybody. But when you look from the outside in, there's so many people that need help and, everyone can be successful in the online space and they're never going to run out of prospects. They're never going to run out of clients. But I do feel like to answer your first question, there is a shift. I see it. I predicted it a few years ago when I started in the online space and I've seen it even more like even RD to B's in my Instagram DMs every day. Like I don't even want to go be a clinical dietitian. I'm, I'm going online first. I'm starting my business and I look back, you know, on myself, I would have never been that bold, but it also wasn't a trend back then. And now it's like normal, you know, it's Mm -hmm. normal to just become an entrepreneur. But with that being said too, 
we still need clinical dietitians. We still need, you know, long-term care dietitians. We still need those corporate wellness fitness dietitians. We still need the grocery store dietitians. Like, there is a role for everyone. It's just finding what role fits for you. And do you also, you know, what if there is like those roles? So like, what if there are need for those long-term dietitian, long-term care in the clinicals and they still want to do kind of some type of a side hustle, but they still, like you said, you have a client that's still working their full-time job. Do you recommend people kind of juggle both? Do you kind of say, Hey, you should probably choose one or the other, or is that something that's doable for some dietitians? I mean, in my professional and personal opinion, I think if we don't have side hustles in this day and time, there's probably something wrong because <laughs> you're I probably just, right. <laughs> I just think everybody needs one. Even if you like your day job, what's wrong with pulling in a couple, three, four extra thousand dollars or 10,000 or 15,000 if you can get rid of your student loans, if you can use it to travel, if you can fulfill your dreams and be happy. I think the teeter totter becomes when it starts to feel unbalanced and that's the issue where my clients, I'll see them get into like, well, okay, I'm either going to have to quit or, you know, there's ways to pivot, hire a team, hire more dietitians, hire BAs. Like, I just think that we have to fix the roof before it leaks because we have to be real and honest that, and I'm not just talking about the dietitian space. I'm referring to all kinds of career paths. The amount of money that people get paid is usually not what is going to build their dream life. You know, they might like the job. I loved my job at the VA, but it was not going to build the life that I have now. It was not going to allow me to pay 500 plus thousand dollars cash for a new home. And if I had not started my first side hustle as a makeup artist, I feel like my dream life, I wouldn't be living it. And so I think it comes down to having your basic needs covered, but maybe having a side hustle build your dream and just dipping your toe in the water. You know, when I started, I didn't know I was going to become a seven figure earner. I just knew that I was going to dip my toe in the water. I was going to make my, my goal was an extra one K a month to pay off our student loans. That was it. That's all I really set out to have. But once you see one K, then you can get three K. Once you see three, three K, you can get seven K and so on. And so I truly believe everyone needs a side hustle because we all have dreams that we've tucked away as little girls or maybe boys, whoever listens to this, like we all have dreams. We tuck them away and we settle into a career and we think that's just going to be it. That's where I was. And I decided, no, that wasn't going to be it. I wanted more. I love that. And that's, I like that you said, you know, definitely why not do something on the side if it helps kind of help you live your dream life because you can have that and it's okay to, to want that and to do those things. Yeah. And I mean, Let's normalize making an extra 1K a month, $12,000 a year. I mean, what would that do for you on the side of, you can love your job. That's awesome. But, you know, when we start inserting kids and college funds and everything is so, I mean, let's be honest, everything is so expensive these days. The price mm -hmm. that it was for me to go to college back in the day, 15 years ago, is not going to be what it's going to be in four years when my son goes to college, you know? Right. And, you know, I just remember looking at my paycheck or my, my bank account on Thursday nights. And I know there's people listening to this that probably do the same thing, but we would get paid on Friday and I would barely have $50 to my name. That wasn't the life I wanted. Right. Right. And there's a lot of people that experience that on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, part of it's over. I, I, I'm a terrible reformed overspender and <laughs> I, I love swapping my debit card, but in reality, pulling in after taxes and insurance, $3,300 a month. It just, it just wasn't enough for a family of four and all these dreams and goals. And so I think anybody listening can relate to that. And there's nothing wrong with starting a side hustle, having a little fun. Don't stress yourself out. Just put yourself out there a little bit. You'd be very surprised. Two or three clients will give you a thousand dollars extra a month. That's, that's nothing, you know? So true. So true. I like, I'm like, I'm kind of with you. I like <laughs> how you like to swipe your debit card. It's so easy to do that. And Amazon and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Actually I'm going to relaunch my YouTube. And so I'm going to start doing like Amazon videos and home decor hauls and stuff like that, just because it's fun. And I like that stuff. And <laughs> yeah, like seriously with COVID, I think my daughter and I both just became Amazon freaks, but so I've gotten a lot more lax, but when, 
going back to what we were talking about with the debt freedom, I followed Dave Ramsey's envelope system to a T. I yes. stopped swapping my debit card. I started making extra money from my business. I started putting 50% of my income every single month towards debt. I mean, towards the end, it got to where we were paying 10, 15, 20 K a month with the help of our financial advisor. But if I would have never stopped swiping my debit card for that season, I would have still been frivolously spending. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good perspective too, because you're right. Like there is a connection between, you know, how do you want to live your life? And therefore that involves controlling your expenses too. So yes, you can have this amazing business and make all this money, but if you're not controlling that, those expenses on the side, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And there's times you can be more frivolous later. Like we are now. I still am. I'm not a, um, you know, my husband's way more frugal than me, but when you get a certain level of success, you know, obviously you like a few luxuries here and there, but we still are savers. We still look for good deals. I still shop at Target. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Target, can, Target can get pretty pricey itself. It but, can. Um, yeah. It can. <laughs> yeah. So I know there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of dietitian coaches. So why, you know, maybe what sets you apart from maybe some of the other coaches out there? If someone's looking for a coach, what would you say to someone looking as a dietitian to find someone to help them make their business successful? You know, I think that everybody has to find who they vibe with and all coaches are, are probably really great at what they do. I think everyone kind of has their own specialty. For me, I really enjoy the relationship side of what I do. I'm not like a standoff type of coach. I want my clients to almost become friends with me. And like, I know their family's name. I know their kids' names. I know their deepest, darkest problems. They're open to come to me and talk to me about when they're having a bad day. And I want that friendly open door policy in my program. And I've, all my clients that have even graduated my program, they're still updating me on life and their new marriages and their families. And I love that part about, what I do, but I think specifically in my program, what sets it apart, what's different is learning that you don't have to be on social media 24 seven to build a business. You just need to know a few key things um, to really show up and, you know, attract your ideal clients without, you know, working 24 seven and being on seven days a week and specializing in group coaching. Now, all of my clients do start with one-to-one. -one. We have to, you know, crawl before we walk, but mm -hmm. I really feel like the faster a dietitian uh, can get to group coaching, the more success and uncapped revenue and outcomes, um, not only just outcomes for the business, but outcomes for clients. Because if you're a dietitian coach, nutrition coach, and you are one person, you can only take X number of people because there's only so many hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that's, one specialty of my program because I built this group coaching blueprint. I tried it. I tested it. I ran multiple dietitians through it and it just really helps leverage time. And what's cool is it doesn't matter the niche. It doesn't, I mean, I even have people that aren't dietitians in my program running this blueprint. Um, so I feel like that group coaching blueprint that I teach is really the second biggest thing. And, you know, just teaching my clients balance too. I, I think that, um, it's commonly thought we have to work ourselves into the ground to be successful. And I teach and show my clients that that doesn't have to be the case. You can still work full time and be successful. You can still be a mom and be successful, you know, and we build balance around life. We build the business around the life, the, the life shouldn't, you know, or the business shouldn't, the business should be built around the life. The life shouldn't be built around the business. I love that because you're right. Because if you don't, if you're not living your life, then your business really isn't going to thrive and su succeed because you need to have happiness at your core. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the three to four day work week. Even my six and multi six figure earners, they only work three to four days a week. I only work three to four days a week. Um, I'm a I'm a big believer in do the. Do what's right, have a daily method of operation that's strategic, be efficient, be productive, and go live your life. I'll have my girls that quit their job and they'll say, what am I going to do with all this extra 40 hours a week? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, take vacation, work, work three days, be off for four, stroll through Target at 10 a.m. with your Starbucks. Like, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. And yeah, go do those things that you never knew that you had the time to do those things for. <laughs> 
Or like yesterday, I washed my hair at 11.15 and I just laid in my bed with the fan on with my robe and I chilled out for a couple hours before my next coaching call. And I'm like, dang, these are the things it makes you really appreciate, you know, once you get to that point as an entrepreneur, you know, I could barely have time to wash my hair when I was working at the VA and doing my side hustle. And so to be able to do that at 11.15 during the day and relax for a couple hours, it's even better for our mental state. Right. And I think a lot of us have probably have forgotten how much we enjoy certain things like that because we always feel like we have to be on all the time. So when you create that life that you don't have to be, you can lay around and relax and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just about efficiency and productivity. So I feel like those are a few different things about my intern or my uh, mentorship that I make sure that my clients understand balance, you know, time off. Being successful doesn't mean we have to be going crazy, leveraging time and group coaching um, and also lead diversification. I know so many people just swear up and down by Instagram, but Instagram can be shut down. So we all need to be lead diversifying. And if you're putting all your eggs in the basket of one platform, it could lead to a problem one day. So that is something I focus on in my program too. That's good to know because I think, of the concentration probably has been towards Instagram, but utilizing other, you know, like you said, Facebook, I feel like a lot of people say, well, Facebook's not, you know, it's dead. There's nobody there anymore, but that's good to know that you believe there's lots of great other avenues besides Instagram. Yeah. I mean, if you check the social media stats for Facebook, like anybody would be able to realize that number one, people are on the platform longer Number two, most people's average client age is 25 to 55. They're actually on Facebook more than they are on Instagram. They're consuming content longer, which means your stuff is going to be more likely to get viewed. Um, not only that, their average salary is 75000 plus per year. These are all stats you can find on Google. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wouldn't take a rocket science to realize that like they've got more discretionary income. They're on the platform longer. I think it's just sometimes Facebook seems like a foreign territory. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, got to learn new methods. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's even people that are out there that are, you know, focused on LinkedIn. And I guess there's, I like the, the thought of diversifying, you know, where do you, it's a good perspective. Yeah, we cut out for a second again there, but I've got one girl that has, she's making six figures just from LinkedIn. She does a little on Instagram, but funny you mentioned LinkedIn. That's the other thing. I don't, I don't think there's a cookie cutter way to build a business. There's multiple girls in my, in my program that some of them are on Instagram. Some of them are killing it on TikTok. Some of them are Facebook. I think we all have to find our own way with social media and And then that leads into like definitely building an email list is something that's super important because you know, we don't own any of these platforms anyway. That's so true. (laughs) That's a good perspective too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, I will definitely, I mean, I'm definitely going to put your stuff in my show notes, but where, you know, if someone's looking for a coach, you do like a discovery call. Like how do you kind of meet and introduce yourself to new clients? Yeah. So I hang out more on Instagram these days. And so typically I'll kind of send people to my Instagram, the Sarah D hall. Um, and then from there I do have my like program video that explains a lot about what I do and how I can help people. And I spend the majority of my day chatting on voice clip back and forth and in messenger. And so people can just send me a DM and, and we could see about setting up a call or I'm really chill, honestly. Like I just <laughs> answer questions, you know, set back and just give people tips. And, and then people usually, if they want to work with me, they just submit an application there on my website on Instagram. Well, you sound like someone that is like so down to earth and that you just really want, you really care. I can tell you really care about the people that you work with and you just care about your family and you care about just people, everybody just winning, like everybody just be living your best life. And that's what I think is great about your, you and your platform. Well, thank you. I'm just living out what God called me to do. And I think that's something that's really, I've been more open to the last couple of years is whatever you, God wants me to do. That's, that's my plan. And that's been the evolution of me back as a younger dietitian. Like, I don't think I was as honed in on my relationship with God and the plan that he may have for me. And it was a lot of stress and a lot of worry. And I see that in entrepreneurs now as stressing and worrying about what's next and all of this and that. And, you know, that's already planned for us. So we just need to show up, 
put other people first, respect everyone, lead with love, and we can all be successful. Absolutely. I think I think we gain that as we get a little older in life, though, too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I kind of like, like to say I still feel like I'm 25, but I <laughs> have almost 40 years of life experience over here. So yeah, I, I agree. I think part of it is just growing up and becoming more mature and learning to just chill out a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you 100%. When you say like, you know, like you said, you've been a dietitian for, you know, almost 15 years. It's like, I think the same thing. I'm like, I've been a dietitian for 20 years. I'm like, have I really been a dietitian that long? And you're just like, yeah, that's how fast life goes. So anyone that's listening, don't wait, keep moving forward and live your best life. Yes. So true. All right. So now I have my hard questions for you to end our, our conversation today, but why don't you share with me some foods that you enjoy? Foods that I enjoy. Well, definitely my favorite food is definitely anything Mexican. Although I, can't eat anything too spicy because my upper lip will start sweating. I swear. My oh. <laughs> my daughter, she loves these talky things. Some of you may know what these yes. talky things are. I seriously will. She'll say, mom, eat some talkies with me. And so I can't even get through five and my whole face is sweating. Um, but Mexican food is definitely uh, my favorite food. How about a beverages or beverage that you enjoy? <laughs> probably guilty pleasure is either uh, diet Dr. Pepper or unsweet tea. Don't judge me, all you dietitians that don't like diet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a place for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, my one of my bosses at the VA, she got a large Diet Coke every day. And one of the clinical dietitians was just like slowly like eyeing her every single day, like <laughs> saying that Diet Coke was going to kill her every day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so occasionally I love my diet Dr. Pepper or unsweet tea. Uh, how about scents or smells you enjoy? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm on a eucalyptus, eucalyptus spearmint kick. Mm. Um, I actually just ordered these wallflower things that I love from Bath and Body Works today. And that's it. I don't know what has happened, but again, almost 40. I'm in this phase of like <laughs> zen, calm. Yes. Give me the room diffusers. Give me the Experiment eucalyptus like that's my jam now <laughs> is that funny how you change from like fruity and like all this stuff when you're younger and then you're like oh I just want to be zen like the more zen the more relaxing that's what I want <laughs> that's totally how I am now I used to be a big like coconut vanilla like oh, baked sure. sugar cookie <laughs> and in the fall I'll still bring out the pumpkin you know the pumpkin oh, spice yes. you gotta have that in the fall for sure <laughs> Um, if you were not a dietitian slash coach slash entrepreneur, what do you think you would be doing when you're for your profession? Oh, 100% cosmetology. 100%. I would, I would be putting in some hair extensions and lashes and doing makeup <laughs> on. I would, I would want to be like literally in Hollywood doing course that's a dream life because my kids i could never take to hollywood but <laughs> i would definitely be doing something in cosmetology well i would say i do i you you definitely your makeup is always gorgeous and your hair is always gorgeous so you can do my makeup and hair anytime you want <laughs> you know i still do it for fun sometimes my friend yeah. will have a photo shoot or somebody will be getting married and they'll call me up and uh, case by case i still do it and a lot of times i'll just go on live and give some business tips and put my makeup on while I'm doing it. It's just fun. You know, I love that. I saw that you did that one day on Facebook and I was like, I love that. That's you're like combining two things that you really enjoy. So that's fun. Yeah. And what brings you joy in life? Definitely just being with my kids and my husband, like the biggest thing that I look at is success is not about money. It's about time and options. And I love taking my kids to school. I love picking them up. I love being with them all summer. You know, the last two summers were the first two summers I was able to be home all summer. And mm. I definitely appreciate and value time, even if we're just watching a movie together. Like that is just give me my kids and my husband and quiet time and I'm good. <laughs> and you're good. And how many children do you have? We have two. They're 14 and, and nine. So, uh-huh. uh, they're getting into a lot of things. My hu- my son's an athlete. And my husband's, you know, coaching him and doing all these things. So they're they're, <laughs> they're gone busy. today doing yeah they're doing that and you know it's but fourteen and nine so they keep us busy and active and they are definitely my world. Aww, well, and that you still they're at a good age too that you can go lay in your bed for a few hours and just do your thing. So you kind of have a nice balance of that. 
oh, definitely. I tell my clients with younger kids, like, listen, you're going to have phases in business. You, When you're a toddler mom or an infant mom versus a teenage mom, like, just know you're going to have seasons where you can run. And, you know, it's it's important when they're small to enjoy the time, ask for some help. You know, my daughter was three when I started my first business. And I'd ask my husband, can you give her a bath tonight? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, he, and him and my mom were happy to help me. But I think it's hard building a business harder when you're when your kids are a little bit smaller but I always say listen cherish the time find the help keep the balance because now yes 9 and 14 I can say mommy's going on a video and I'll be back in 20 minutes and they understand mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of different but yeah you're right and I think that's good you know for anyone listening today that might be interested in working with you that you understand those things too and that you've been through those phases in your career and that's always a good thing when you have those people cheering you on from the sidelines and working with you to do that. Yeah. It's helpful to understand all the different phases of entrepreneurship and life too. And I've been through most everything that anybody I would ever work with needed to understand. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, I've enjoyed getting to know you today and I will keep following you, following you from the sidelines and being your cheerleader as well. And thanks for doing all you do for our profession. Oh my gosh, thank you too. And I appreciate being on and hopefully we inspired some people today. Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, so good talking to you. I love your energy and thanks so much for just, you know, creating this space to help dietitians. I think it's such a good and important thing. And there's lots of coaches out there, but I have to say, I really think highly of you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think Sarah is one of those 100% authentic, genuine people. She truly wants to help people and help other dietitians find success in their life, whether it's working a job that they love or being an entrepreneur. I think she has that definitely has that, you know, purpose of just making people find their happiness. She is very real when it comes to sharing, you know, who she is on social media And I just think that her overall ability to recognize the differences in other dietitians' lives just makes her a great coach. So if you're looking for a coach, definitely, you know, maybe reach out to Sarah, have a call with her, see if she's the right fit. You can find her at sarahdhall.com or you can find her at the Sarah D. Hall on Instagram. And I've linked both of those in my show notes. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.